You're listening to the Kingdom Flow Podcast. I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Ian Sperry. Now more than ever, we're in a time where Christians need to rise up. Business owners and corporate executives have a great opportunity to capture hearts by living out their faith, holding the line that's being challenged every day. Listen in as we work to uncover ways to help you live your life by design and challenge the norm by breaking down barriers and truly encouraging you to go all in on your faith. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. Let's go. Father, thank you again for this time on this podcast. Thank you that uh, we get together and talk about life, talk about you. And uh, Lord, let it just bless those that are listening and let it multiply in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we're back in the home studio. <laughs> back, we've got a visitor with us, Molly the Vichla, that is, appears to be really enthusiastic about this podcast recording. But uh, hopefully the listeners are more enthusiastic I, than I she know. is right now <laughs> as she's sunbathing. No, but um, it's good to be back. Good to be recording another episode. And, you know, as, as we're reflecting here on what to discuss, I think, uh, you know, we've got some thoughts. But um, I w- one of the things that's been on my mind a lot lately, we've actually brought, a, brought it up a few times. Okay. Um, it's, it's more health related. And, okay. you know, I saw this saying just actually this morning. Um, do you know who Dave Hollis is? Uh-uh. So he's he's a guy, he was married to a lady named Rachel Hollis that got a divorce, but she wrote um, this book. I can't remember what it's called, but it was like really big. It was, you know, bestseller type thing. And, and, now, and now they're both, you know, personal development gurus type thing. Okay. But he got married to, remarried to uh, Heidi Powell, the, the, the lady from Biggest Loser, I think. Or maybe no extreme makeover or something like or extreme weight loss. The blonde? Yes. So and Chris Powell was her husband who was oh, yeah, yeah, the, the other short, guy. So they were like the guy. couple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dave Hollis, man, just he had some heart issues and ended up just passing away randomly. And he was like forty seven. This was recently? Just today. This morning. Toledo. And uh not to bring you know the, the Jeez, not to bring the well, mood down to the podcast. <laughs> Where I'm going with this though is because you know we talk about this a lot and just um, in in both of our health journeys is just being proactive and the importance of being proactive in yeah. our health and everything else. And I just think about like in today's world, how many people could avoid these you know drop dead type mm. moments with just a little bit of research and like just getting blood work and and, and doing getting their labs tested and yeah. things like that. I mean, you can catch a lot of things early on if you're if you're paying attention and you're and you're getting you know, you're getting blood work done on a regular basis. For sure. Had a and the and it, the reason why there there was another person who I know from really my high school days haven't really uh, talked much t- with this guy, but his brother went into cardiac arrest and went into the ICU and everything else. And, um, you know, a lot of that stuff, he, die? he has not passed away. Oh, good. Um, actually I think he's on the mend. 
um, from what I saw. And then we saw DeMar Hamlin had the same, the football player for the Bills. You yeah. know, so there's like a lot in here, right? There's, there's just a lot of, uh, that's why I say it's just been like all around me, sure. you know, um, and, and it's just really got me thinking about how, what additional things I could test for, like mm. in my blood work to really get ahead of some of the, the 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 cardiac arrest type or, or inflammation markers that kind yeah. of lead to that or even like pre-diabetes and just 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 stuff like that and and even pre-cancerous i mean yeah. there's so many things that we can test that that can um get ahead of that kind of stuff and just the awareness that you and i both have with our own bodies and sure. how how much uh, work we've put in there and seen a lot a lot of improvement I guess the the observation or, or or maybe question in that is, you know, we've talked about your your weight loss journey, but mm -hmm. you know, why do you continue to to stay on top of just your blood work specifically? Not necessarily like the weight loss side of it, but yeah. why do you like what's the point of all that and and why do you get it done so regularly? Yeah, well, let's I think the biggest reason why people don't do the things you're talking about is because in their world or their mind, ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. Right. And for that dude, Lord rest his soul, the, the guy that just passed away and then all that other stuff. It's like in these moments, I, I had a wake up moment for me a couple of years ago where it was like, Hey, I'm 33 now. I was 31 when it kind of changed, maybe 31 and a half. And, um, I realized ignorance was not blessed when it yeah. came to looking at my children and and um and my wife and and everything going on and and so um I had some initial blood work done and and some initial um stuff outside of blood work some some like you talked about inflammation markers and they tested my cortisol and they tested all kinds of good stuff um it really, truly the technology that we have today that people, most people are unaware of and the tests that we have today that most people are unaware of, it's unreal. Yeah, it's, It really is crazy what, I mean, they can pinpoint pretty much anything that you want to pinpoint if you're open to go get it done and get it looked at. Um, so my, my physician that works with me, she's, she's kind of like a mix between, you know, natural, but then yet if you need an antibiotic, here's an antibiotic, right? If you need... Um, a stitch, I'm going to stitch you. I'm not going to like rub dirt on it and expect it to, to heal up. Right. Yeah. So she's a good balance, I think. Um, so she tested some, she did it for me some, and she's like, look, the, you know, your markers are way off for your age and it's not a problem now, but at 45, if you continue with this, it's going to be a major problem. Yeah. And so my blood pressure was through the roof. My, um, I mean, relative to, to, to my age and where I should be. And, and so, um, I think that's the first thing I realized as I woke up. It's like ignorance is not bliss. I want to. So on the other end of that, ignorance not being bliss is how informed can I be about my body to where I am aware, right? The opposite of ignorance is I'm aware of what's going on. Yeah. Right. And so um, I probably now err a little bit on the other side of aware, but which I rather I rather do. Um, but yeah, to answer your question is specifically on on. Um, the blood work and all it's, it's, I just want to be uberly aware of what's going on. And like you said, and they have some kind of crazy statistic. I forgot what it was like 97% of cancer can be treated if it's caught early yeah. and uh, heart disease or whatever, if caught early can be treated and cured or, you know, all the major things that are taking us out. If people were made aware of early, 
um, could could be treated and, and could be, you know, you could have a nice, healthy, long life. And so um, that's one of the biggest, that's one of the biggest reasons why I get it done. Probably every, I just got it done before we came here. Probably every 90 days now I'm getting blood work done. And um, I just, just had a nice poop test. <laughs> nice poop. Um, yeah. Yeah. You had, had lighten the mood a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I a, uh, if no one, if, if anyone listening has ever thought about what it would be like to poop in a cup. Um, <laughs> oh my it God. Is, <laughs> it is, it is what you think it might be. Hold on. There are better ways to do that. <laughs> well, no, I have like, taken stool samples as well. It's like you a, don't it's have like to a, poop in a cup. No, it's like a diaper thing that they put yes. on top of. Okay, not, so, not on me. I don't get, I don't put a diaper on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, not like that. It's oh like you put God. it, you put it on the toilet. You do your mess, and then you, you, you let's let's just let's just make it clear. You're not pooping yeah, in a cup. Pooping People directly. who are listening to this have never done this before. <laughs> no, you're gonna no, be no, like, no, oh, I'm not no, the I'm heck not, with that. No. What? The, well, like pooping in this little Dixie cup. I was, like, <laughs> I, I was when they first told me about it. I was, and I look at the directions. I said, mm, no, make sure I, you wear gloves. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they provide them. Uh, so. Anyway, I just got that done. And people, why would you do that? That's a little, but again, I just want to know what's going on with my body, where I'm at with it. And again, they had a 46 page test. I can't, I, I barely graduated high school. I can, I can't read the words, but my doctor was going through all of them with me <laughs> and was explaining them all. And it was just a better insight. I was more aware of my body, more aware of what's going on. And then also we put together a plan to go, Hey, how can I biohack my body to make it better, to make it last longer, to perform better? You know, I'm in the automotive industry. Yeah. It's like similar to a tune-up. Mm-hmm. Hey, come get your spark plugs changed. Why? Because it, it makes it run better. Yeah. And so um, that's kind of why I get it done now is I just, I guess the word would be aware. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's the biggest thing that, um, y- you know, we've shared a little bit about Lindsay's health journey, which really turned me on to this world of preventative medicine versus reactive medicine, which is essentially now, you know, if you've heard the term functional medicine, which, you know, that's the type of doctor that you are probably going to need to go to, to get all this blood work done. Because if you just go to a conventional medicine doctor, when you're getting an annual physical, they're going to look at you like you're crazy if you start asking for all this stuff, even in today's world. So there are specific doctors who are willing to run these types of labs and everything else. But, um, you know, I I think for people, if they don't want to go down the path and and poop in a Dixie cup and do all that, (laughs) they, they can do certain things and get certain tests done that, even just having the awareness and then if you if you notice an issue or you you have a doctor you're meeting with a doctor that notices an issue i mean for guys i think everybody needs to get their testosterone tested sure. regularly at least a couple times a year it doesn't have to be every 90 days but once or twice a year yep. it, it would be a good thing especially with you know just the, the people in our network and a lot of the people that listen to this podcast who are dealing with just a lot of stress from work and life and everything sure. else, stress alone can, can, you know, really affect that. Um, vitamin D is a huge one. And the biggest thing, which does require some type of, of stool sample would be gut health. So gut health, what I think people don't really realize is the, the major, um, I guess the, the, the major effects on having poor gut health to the rest of your body that affects 
virtually almost everything. It's it's almost like a, its own central nervous system in a way. It is it affects your basically. sleep. Yeah, it can affect your hormones. It yeah. can affect everything else. If you're, and this kind of goes into, you know, what you're putting into your body in terms of food and, and drinks and you know if you're drinking soda and mm. put a bunch of sugar in there and just like you know really just all types of processed foods and everything else people people don't really understand how much that is truly affecting their body i think they do i think a lot of people just like you said are are just more ignorant to it and they don't really they care buy onto it. but yeah. you know at the end of the day you know until you really start taking your health seriously. Um, you know, it, you, we go back to one of the podcasts that we did earlier when we were really getting into some practical things on how could somebody get started in this kingdom flow, you know, I guess lifestyle, if you call it. And we talked about getting in your word, but we also, the second part of it that I mentioned was just getting your physical health under control because when you feel better, now you're going to have more energy to to go to work to to be more intentional with with developing a relationship with with God and with your wife and with your kids and and things like that. If you don't feel well, if you're tired all the time, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. And that there there are there's a direct correlation to how we prioritize health to how we feel. Yeah, and those are some controllables. Yeah. in there as well. And and if you don't control the controllables, then you're just playing craps in yeah. Vegas at that point. Well, you and I as coach both, you know, we, they, he says it, you really can't separate the two, right? When yeah. it comes to your spiritual life. And I know, you know, people are going to hear it and go, oh, you know, you're, you're comparing your health to your spiritual health. And well, yes, I am. Yeah. And, and they're really, you know, if one is, you know, usually, um, a healthy, overall healthy person, one that is walking in kingdom flow, both of those, both of those, um, what are those things called? Like a, not a, maybe, maybe the best one would be like a thermometer, but like a barometer. Is that what it is? Where it like, did I just make up a word? No, that's, that's a that thing something? where you go, like the well, thermometer like, like, is like, what reads maybe, the room temperature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's more the like thermostat a, is yeah, the, yeah well yeah i know a thermostat i'm saying like i thought it was called like a like a i don't know what they i'm, I'm doing these hand motions <laughs> yeah, right now you're like flapping your wings over there well, no like it, it, it levels daddy. up and down but a truly healthy person their spiritual is not way way high yeah and their physical is in the in the crapper you know yeah. for and then or vice versa their uh, you know their their physicals way way high and their spirituals in the crapper but like we talked about in the the Cathalon one right where we're we're looking at this 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 life in a in a flow and going hey um my spiritual I, I know someone right now great man of god great awesome dude um loves the lord and he just went and got some blood work done and it was not it was not good yeah he was shocked at it right but the spiritual side may have been healthy but the physical side was unhealthy and in return it was the whole the little yeast was spoiling the dough as a whole does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah and so it's hard to really you know as kingdom flowed men and women it's 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 really hard to um say hey my spiritual side is great but my i can't let me put it this way 
if someone, if I look at someone and they say my spiritual side is great, but they're 500 pounds and overweight, I would question if their spiritual side really is great. Mm. I really, I would, I would, I would go, yeah. let's go a little deeper here because something, something's not, that's not a hundred percent correct. And so, um, I think that is one thing that we've got to realize that, hey, maybe the reason your spiritual side may be suffering a little bit is because your physical side is is, is suffering Absolutely. pretty good right now as well. And so that's why I think it's super let me let me pull this. It's it kind of goes into what I was I've been reading on. And it's it's a real simple, it's a real, I mean, a lot of people have heard it, but it's Psalms 1 1 and our Psalms 1, and it's blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night, right? That's word. That's our word. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in season. His leaf will not wither and whatever he does will prosper. So how, how are, if we're not taking care of our physical bodies, how can we be like a tree planted by water that is producing fruit in every yeah. single season. Why is a why does a tree produce good fruit? Why does a plant produce good fruit? Um, it's because it's it's the it's healthy. The root system is healthy. It's pr- it's it, it's bringing in the nutrients. The, 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 and it's and it's out of it produces something good. It's the same thing in our own lives. Our physical bodies have to be. Um, They've got to be planted in good soil. They've got to, they've got to have good nutrients. They've got to have, they, we have to be aware. Mm. And then I think we're able to really then live out this longevity of fruit being produced in our lives. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're, you're spot on and how I feel about it as well. And, you know, I think when, when we aren't in a position where we're healthy, you mentioned the 500 pound person that you would argue that they aren't spiritually healthy. Um, you know, I think where I immediately thought about is on the mental side, right? And, and when sure. we're, if we're not um, healthy mentally, then there are challenges that we are going to face on the spiritual side if we are just continuing to have worry and doubt just consume our minds and our, and our thoughts. And, you know, really, if you look at, in a way you kind of look at what worry is it's it's almost like the opposite of like putting your faith in in Christ Jesus you're you're putting your faith in something else yeah, correct. but you're putting your faith in something that something bad is going to happen all correct. the time you know if you're if you're scared of flying if you're scared of whatever it might be and you're just thinking about worst case scenario and you know there's there's an element where um you know it's one thing to be scared of like just an isolated incident, but it's another thing when, when worry consumes your mind about everything where, you know, you just, you can almost become obsessive about your health where you're just worried all the time. Hey, am I going to get cancer? I could get cancer in a minute or I could drop dead, blah, blah, blah. You just kind of let your thoughts take over and run down this course of worry. Um, That's not healthy. That's not healthy at all. And then what you really do is you expose yourself because you're not your, your thoughts are not pure. You're not mentally clear. So now you allow the enemy to just take a stronghold in those thoughts and, and really just take you off course completely in so many other areas in your life. And that's, you know, just, just one little wedge in a thought or a behavior. It could really manifest into so many other areas in your life. Um, 
And, you know, and Peter talks about this, you know, first Peter five, eight talks about the, the enemy just prowling like a lion, you know, just looking for prey there. He's just right there waiting. And, um, the second part of that is just encouraging us to really stand firm and stand firm in what we believe in. So for me, it does go beyond just faith. Faith is the core and, and believing and adopting the, this kingdom mentality is mm-hmm. our core belief system. But as part of that, we've got to stand firm in that. So, you know, we've got to develop these, these kingdom philosophies, this kingdom ideology that we have uh, um, the ability to anchor to yeah. for all of our purity in our thoughts and our health and everything else that we've talked about on this podcast to this point. Yeah. There's a level of holding the line that we have to make sure that we're doing. And that that is direct, uh, I think, tie into our health as well that, that plays into that. Did I ever, have I ever shared you, I don't remember like my health story at all. Like not my, like my mental health story. No, we haven't, we haven't really gone down that path. Should I? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Since we're kind of talking about health and yes, one of it is blood work and it's being aware, but then the other side of it would be mental health. Um, which I have, I am proud to say that I am an active overcomer over my mental health, but it's so true because let's look at it. Maybe I wasn't the 500 pound guy, but my mental health was so off that it absolutely was affecting my spiritual health. Yeah. And I was not spiritually healthy because my mental health was so off. And I know that to a hundred percent fact. And so, but in return, even that, so like my mental health was really bad. My physical health was bad and my spiritual health was so, so you see what I'm saying? It was a trickle down effect. And so do you mind getting into more details? Yeah, because sure. I know you and I have talked about it, but yeah. just give some people yeah. some transparency because so you've, you've got a, yeah, I'll you, over, a, I'll, I'll be the overcomer story here. Yeah. The, 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 the guy, most dudes don't want to talk about this because they feel um, insecure or scared because they're going to think someone's weird. But so for me, um, this started, um, I was, we were about to have our first child, Caleb. This was seven years ago. And, um, I remember, um, sitting in the bathtub and this might sound weird to some people, probably a lot of stuff that I sensed. Were, were you watching Real Housewives? No, no. Well, that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hadn't watched that in a while, actually. Um, that's the running joke. No. I just, um, sorry, I didn't mean to no, that's okay. take the mood. It's out. okay. I deserve it. Um, <laughs> I've watched it, so I deserve it. But, uh, <laughs> so I'm sitting in the bathtub and, and almost audibly, I felt um, like I heard, I heard something say, you're going to die at a young age. Mm. And this is right when I was about to have Caleb and it was so audible. I got out of the bath, literally shaking, mm. like shaking. So my wife, my wife, Michaela saw me. She's like, are you okay? And um, I was like, no, I'm not okay. I just heard like, this is what I heard. So we prayed. And, you know, we, you know, just thought we'd handled it, but that really was a key moment. You talked about just a small second of lapse. Um, it, it began to really spiral, um, out of control shortly after that. I begin to really, um, I think they label it catastrophizing. Is that a word? Cat, catastrophic. I don't don't know the the psychological term. Yeah. I think it's called catastrophizing is basically when you begin to play out 
every worst case scenario in your brain. And the brain body connection is so strong that your body doesn't know that it's actually not happening. Yeah. Okay. It so thinks you're, it's real. It thinks it's real. So the funny part is when we have these, this is why God told, tells us to renew our mind, to keep our mind at perfect peace, because God knows the way he intricately designed our body is we don't, it doesn't know the difference between fight or flight, not being real or not real. He designed it to where if we're getting chased by a grizzly bear, that we can get the heck out of there and we can, we can survive. Um, but when we're, when we're not, when our mental health is not checked, it, it, our body doesn't know the difference between reality yeah. and what's in our mind. And so, um, I begin to think the craziest thoughts I, um, I thought I had ALS. So let me just back up a little bit. So I, I be, because I was so stressed out, I was in a stressful time. We were having a kid, we were renovating a house. So a lot of things were happening, but it's not an excuse to let your, your mind go unchecked. But because of the physical stress and the cortisol and all that kind of stuff, I was experiencing physical symptoms. And um, for some reason, I think I saw a documentary on uh, Gleason or something like that. Steve Gleason, the, the Saints player. Yeah. I think I saw a documentary and I was like, that's it. This must be what I have. Kid you not. I went to the best neurologist in Louisiana. Um, I got my whole body nerve tested multiple times, pricked and prodded where they're sticking needles in each nerve to test the, it had gotten that deep into this, you know, this depression and this, this cat catastrophizing in my head. I was just within my head so bad. Um, we had bought a new house hmm. and, it was an older house, but for some reason, I thought Chinese drywall was in the house. So I went and tested. I remember how it was 76 outlets in my home. To I took off every single outlet to make sure that there was no Chinese drywall, wow. right? Um, I... I had... I probably gotten that three or four year span, probably 10 MRIs um, wow. to the point where the doctor was like, hey, we're not giving you... And I had to change doctors to give me MRIs. Because we had gotten so many of them, the doctor's like, I'm not giving you anything else, right? So I had to go to a new doctor, start all over again, because I knew something was wrong. And it was because my I did not check the enemy at the door when it came to my mind. And it was a lot, it, we, we, I ended up diving in a little bit deeper. It was a control thing. I wasn't trusting the Lord. But then, then it went to my kids, right? Hey, something's going to happen to my kids. And I became super, super freaked out um, that something was going on with them. And... And so it didn't take, uh, it, it, it was, it was like that Kyle, honestly, and I hit it pretty well. Um, I hit it pretty good for the people that didn't know me best. Um, and my poor wife, she was just such a unbelievable. I remember sometimes like when I thought I had ALS, I would wake up in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning and my wife would hear me doing push-ups in the middle of the night. And I would have these dreams that I was sick. Mm. And it was very demonic. It was a lot of different things to it. But I would have these dreams that I would be sick. So I would wake up and try to prove to myself that I wasn't sick. So I would knock out 100 push-ups in the middle of the night just to make sure that I was okay physically. Right? Um, just the craziest, craziest stuff. And um, and so I battled with that. I was on some um, 
they put me on some kind of medication. And I'm not saying medication's bad for a season, but medication should be for a season. Um, I was on I was on such high edge and my cortisol levels were so depleted. Um, I was running on empty just for so long that they put me on some stuff. I eventually ended up getting, I was on, um, what was the drug called? Lexapro. Yeah. I was on Lexapro for three or four years. Um, and they also gave me some stuff when I had like a pan, they would call it panic attacks or whatever. And they would, I would pop this pill and it would just completely numb me out. Um, dude, talk about, I got off of Lexapro. Oh, I don't even, that's, an, but I was in the fetal position for a couple of days, brain yeah. shocks and just anyway. So, um, but it took, um, it took a commitment from me and a commitment with the Lord going, God, you've got to, um, I've got to take these steps and I've got to walk by faith and not by sight because it was putting a toll on our marriage. Um, it was putting a toll on my pocketbook. I mean, I'm telling you yeah, a lot of money, like ungodly amount of money on tests. And so, um, what, what changed? Like, was there yeah. a shift or was it like just this slow shift where you're like, man, I'm not, Yeah, this isn't me. I'm not going to carry this. So, one, going back to the original conversation this morning or this at the beginning, it was like being aware. So when I found a doctor that was like, hey, we're going to do all these tests one more time and you're going to be aware that your body's fine, right? Like, so we're going to go in depth. I'm going to assume that everything is the worst and we're going to figure this thing out. And when all the test results come back, he was like, it was a, it was a functional medicine doctor actually that yeah. did it. I went to the regular doctors and they just would either blow me off or they would, or they would feed into the fear almost even more. Like it was just wild. And so there was a moment where it was like, okay, here's every test we can do. You're okay. So there was an awareness that happened. And then once the awareness came on, you've is similar to your story of your relationship with the Lord. It, that was that with my mind. Yeah. Like it was these slow things that Lord, I'm going to commit this to you. So I started doing daily confessions People think it's crazy, but I don't do confessions so that I can name it and claim it, right? I don't do confessions so that I can speak into existence exactly what I want. I do confessions every day to remind myself of who I am and whose I am. That's good. Every day. Yeah. And so now if some of those things happen as a byproduct, cool. I'm, I'm cool with it, right? <laughs> Whatever, but I do it to remind myself of who I am and whose I am every single day. So that was one thing that I do. That's one thing that I started doing every day was confess. I confess the word. I confess the word. I confess the word. I let the word bathe my mind every day. Um, I also started getting around. Um, I realized there were friends in my life that were, they're good people with good intentions, but they were they were draw drawers more than they were givers. Yeah. And so, and now I mean that from a mental standpoint, like I just was mentally exhausted every time I was around them. And so I would get around um, some of these people that would, that would give the fruits of the spirit to me. Yeah. Life giving, life giving right. people. And so that began to really change. Um, and then I also, I mean, I really partnered with my wife, Michaela, uh, looking back, she really held my hand through the whole process and didn't give up. I mean, what is a wife supposed to do when her grown husband who's providing for her is sitting in the bed 
bawling his eyes out, not knowing what is going on. And the doctor says, everything's okay. Yeah. Right. Like, what do you do? Right. Like, and she's just sitting there with tears in her eyes and going, babe, all I can do is pray for you. Right. And all I can. And so, um, it was partnering with her and allowing her the ability to call me out when I was trying to go down that rabbit hole again. And, um, and so those are a few things that, that, and again, I'm not, look, I am still, I am, I'm, I say I'm, I'm daily overcoming because it's almost like an addict. Like we have victory in Christ, but we've got to walk that victory out every single day. Yeah. And so we just sold the house. Just That's another podcast, but we just sold the house. But I've called you a couple of times, like, what if, blah, 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 you know, just diarrhea of yeah. the mouth. And it's like, hey, calm down. God's doing this. It's fine. And so I have had multiple conversations with me and the Lord in the car going, God, I'm feeling this way. You know how I feel. I'm literally, I'm giving this to you. I've got to, I got to, I mentally picture myself and it's, it's, they, the psychologists have different terms for it, but it's mentally picturing yourself taking the problem and handing it to the Lord and going, Hey, I got to give it to you. I'll lay it at your feet. Hey, I lay it at your feet. And so, um, that's kind of some of the things that I've done to be a daily overcomer in this. And, um, it's so, it's so freeing. Um, but I know there's a lot of people out there that suffer with this and, and some of it's their, it's themselves. Some of it's demonic. Some of it is situational and, um, but there's freedom in it. Um, if taken seriously and if, if, if really focused on, Man, I appreciate you sharing that. That's um, there's going to be some takeaways that uh, even some people who might not have experienced that on that extreme that they're going to walk away with, and, and that's kind of where I wanted to take it because, um, you know, I've seen a very similar path of that level of of worry and anxiety and depression from you know really from Michaela's point of view, mm-hmm. and and we'll have uh Lindsay on here to share that she's she's actually shared her story publicly and posted a link to it if somebody wants to go try to find it we're, we're not going to link to it or anything but yeah sure <laughs> i would like for her to share her own story on this at some point um but i know that um she wouldn't mind me sharing that i have uh, so I, i've experienced you know the other side of it watching somebody kind of go through this not knowing how to encourage them and do everything else and so you know, from that perspective, all I knew to do was just do everything in my power to create an atmosphere of allowing God to move. Yeah. And um, practically, that looked like I would get up, go to work, and, you know, I was working in an office at the time, and I would just put my headphones on, do my work, but I would put on some worship. It was a Chris Tomlin Pandora mm-hmm playlist. Mm-hmm. And that was before really, you know, some of the new age, you know, the elevations and Bethels and whatnot. But man, it was just like, that was literally what I did every day for probably at least a year. Just that's the only, that was like the, the time and I, it got to a point where that I looked forward to that, mm-hmm. that time. Cause I just felt so at peace having worship music go through my ears and you know, also being a little bit preoccupied just obviously with work and trying to focus on that. But I'll, I'll tell you, man, it consumed my life. Yeah. It consumed my own thoughts. So let alone like 
you know, watching the person that I love go through that and not being able to um, provide or, or like provide and, and take that burden away from them. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know that's uh, probably some thoughts that Michaela had as well. I just, sure. I just wanted to, I wanted to trade places with her and even mm -hmm. still to this, to this day, you know, when she's struggling and feeling fatigued or feeling anxious, like, I just want to, I want to carry that and I want to, I want to help. But, um, you know, we've, that this is an ongoing conversation as well. How do we, how do we stay ahead of it? And that's where I think, you know, the, the practical side of how you can, how you can just prepare in your quiet time every day with, uh, even if it's not the, this, the, the, the confessions that sure. like it from a card standpoint, pull out scriptures that you're drawn to and just declare those over your life yeah. on a daily basis. Just meditate on, on those scriptures. It doesn't have to be, you know, 50 scriptures, just take two or three and, 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 and allow those to just fully consume your mind on a daily basis. So that when you're, when you're feeling a certain way, when you're feeling worry or depressed and you don't have to be you don't have to be diagnosed with depression by a doctor to feel depressed like 100%. there are times and in you know e even like in my own life there are moments where i feel like man i just really don't feel like doing anything today am i good enough am i like am i a fraud am i like all these things where i'm like second guessing everything that i'm doing whether that's on the business side or or even like forward thinking um, where, man, is something gonna happen to my kids? I don't know, like, you know, just trying and, and allowing some of these thoughts sometimes to manifest and it's like, wait a second, like, yeah. where's that even coming from? And, you know, just really trying to focus on capturing those thoughts, capturing everything around um, that and, and equipping our, our souls with, with these daily kind of affirmations or scriptures that we can use to, uh, to help us. So I don't know if we ever shot, shared this yet on the podcast, but I talked a little bit about the RTF stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I talked a little, I know I talked a little bit about it, but mm -hmm. there was a practice in there where that this is what I do. And so when I say scriptures, like, or when I, when I do confessions, confessions mean to me, it all it is, is scripture. That's all it is. That's all it is. And I just take a handful of them and maybe two or three, and I meditate on them for 10 or 15 minutes, but you do that every day for a couple of years, those scriptures no longer become scriptures. They become your reality. Yes. Does that make sense? Their core belief system. Their core belief in who you are. And so when anything comes your way, you, your, your mind, instead of going to the worst, goes to that core belief. And it's like, no, no, wait a second. This is what the word says. And so one of the, the practices in RTF is, you said, take that thought captive. And it's one thing to take the thought captive, but it's another thing to replace it with something else. And so one of the biggest practices that I've done, and I think that would be an encouragement to a lot of people, is when you're thinking something crazy, just don't say, oh, I'll take that thought captive. Lord, take it away. Mm -hmm. It is, um, hey, I'm going to be poor one day, or hey, we're going to lose everything. And it's replacing it with a verse um, I was once young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. You see what I did there? I took the thought, what the enemy was trying to steal. Yeah. I took that thought 
I took it captive and I replaced it with the truth. Yeah. Um, and, and so those are the, you know, oh, my, my kids are going to die. No, my kids shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. That's what the word says. That's my truth. You could tell those are some of mine that I absolutely I regularly do. Those are core beliefs for me that I walk in every single day. Um, one of them is Psalms one. I am a tree planted by waters that will produce fruit in every season. That is who I am. Yeah. That is how I live my life. And that is the expectation in which I walk in every single day. It's because his word says it. Right. And and it's become so I've had to ingrain it in my brain so much. It no longer it went past my brain, past my heart, and saturated my soul to where it's a part of my DNA now. And I walk in it every single day. And so that's what I would really encourage um, people to do is, yes, capture it. But then, like you said, find one or two, three max. And, And the good thing about the word is what I love about the Lord is he's given us his word. And a lot of those verses that we're quoting, they they can they can be used for a plethora of situations in our lives, right? You see what I'm saying? And so- Plethora. I told y'all I'm from Louisiana and I, uh, (laughs) same difference, right? Y'all know what I was trying to say, but so it can be applied to many different areas. And uh, that was really funny, actually. Well, I cannot, I cannot say that word and not think of three amigos. (laughs) I'm having a plethora of piñatas. I cannot. I love that. I'm sorry. I got to sway off. But no, no, that's good. But what you were saying is that is the whole essence of that program. (laughs) Did we lose it? (laughs) Sorry. Would you say you have a plethora of piñatas? <laughs> I'm going to watch that tonight. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That is a great movie. That was that was uh, for for anybody who's, you know, <laughs> younger. I'm thinking of a couple of our listeners who are younger. So good. That's uh, Steve um, Steve Martin and Chevy yeah. Chase and, yeah. and Martin. Sh- oh, great movie. Yeah. Um, but kind of back on track, that was um, like restoring a foundation. It's like in the name where you think about you're, you're working to yeah. reflect on your own, your past and your history and, and even just your, your ideologies and you're trying to replace them and restore them to the root where Jesus is now at the center of those thoughts and those experiences yes. and everything else. Uh, I'm going to give Pastor Jason a shout out with this um, this story that he experienced in his childhood going to youth camp, mm-hmm. where he tells he was in he was at a youth camp and he wasn't really um, completely dialed into the sermon, but at the end and during the invitation, there was this moment where the speaker asked them to you know hold out their hand and picture them putting a burden of some sort in that, but when they when uh, when they pull their hands back in, picture God pulling that burden out and replacing it with some other type of truth and pull it into your chest and kind of keep that as a keepsake. And, um, you know, that's that's just something that has um, really resonated with me when I first heard him tell that story. And then obviously being close to you, hearing the Restoring the Foundations, you know, I have not personally worked to put that kind of practice into my life, but I have definitely, um, you know, that is a practical that I do. I, 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 um, I use scripture on a daily basis to 
speak that over my life every single morning. I mean, literally every single morning. And I've been doing this for a few years. And I can tell you when I have, there's been times where it just feels like a routine, but then there's been other times where I'm using the same verses, but for whatever reason, maybe I'm more still that morning and I'm paying closer attention, but I'll just feel so much peace as, as I start just playing through these verses in my head and in in speaking out this scripture over over my day, over my family, over my uh, my my business, whatever it is, um, it's applicable in every area of my life. And I think more people that, again, even if it's not on the extreme end, um, they can learn from that. They can use that as a tool to keep in their tool belt so that they can just have that be on the forefront of their mind in any moment of the day they can call upon the lord they can call upon these verses because if they're practicing it on a regular basis it's like you said it becomes part of your belief system it's ingrained in your in your soul yeah and it's etched forever yeah and it, it's it's dude it's it really is so true and then what we're trying to do now you said you said something hey how do we get ahead of it and I think a big part of that too is instilling it into our children. Um, you know, um, I have the same, I speak the same prayer of my, 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 my kids every night. Um, and it's speaking scripture over them. Mm-hmm. It's a prayer that I've developed into just, it's a prayer, but it's scripture that I've just put together as a prayer. Say it. Um, Give somebody okay. a nugget. Yeah, so I'll give it. Um, if you're cool with that. Yeah, and that was personal, but yeah, so just it, give somebody some practical. Yeah, so it goes, um, Lord bless my baby as he sleeps, surround him with your angels, helmet, breastplate, belt, shoes, shield, and sword. Lord, no weapon formed against them shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against them in judgment they shall condemn. Father, they are blessed going in; they are blessed going out. They're the head and not the tail, above only, not beneath. They are blessed, loved, healed, leaders. Jesus, mommy, and daddy love them. So that is every single day, right? Um, all of my kids get that over their lives. My seven-year-old now has memorized that, hmm. okay? So he now goes, Dad, I want to pray, okay? This happened, it literally just happened to where he now knows the whole thing. Oh, wow. And so he says, Dad, I want to pray. So now what it's done is I've handed him the baton at seven years old to go, hey, you're going to begin to bless yourself with the word every single day. Yeah. And so now I come in an agreement with him when he prays it. I agree with him, but he's the one speaking the words over his own life now. Yeah. And so it's been so cool to see, um, and McKenzie will get there and Luke will get there. Um, but it's, it's been cool to see that that has now become what started off as my mom did it to me. My mom, my mom, every morning we would go and say the same prayer every single morning, but we don't realize, you know, it's being aware of what we're doing it all the time. Like we talked about in the beginning, we're aware of our body, we're aware of our mental health, but we're also now aware of, Hey, we're training up. How do we get ahead of it? How do we eliminate the possibility for the enemy to do what he did to us? Mm-hmm. And, and we do it by instilling it and imparting it to our kids. And now they have the ability. My kid is seven years old, speaking scripture over himself every night before he goes to bed. And that's going to compound. It's going to grow. It's like putting $3 in an an account for him at seven years old. Yeah, 
that's going to grow and grow Absolutely. and grow. And by the time he's 30 and he has his kids, this is what we want. This is what we dream about. This is, this is kingdom flow at its, at its greatest is when we begin to see it imparted and, 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 and given to our kids. And so, um, that's so good. That is, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of, I don't know. That's kind of what we do. And it's, I never, I was not expecting to share that today, but <laughs> no, that is, I, it's I cool think, to see. I'm even reflecting as I'm talking about yeah. it is why I'm, 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 it's cool to see. So it's very cool. I mean, it's a testament to, uh, you know, you having Psalms one be part of who you are. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that fruit yeah. in every season. Yep. And, um, you know, that's the whole goal. I know that at least that's a, that's a, a big goal of mine and people who, you know, have kids who are older, you know, as, as far as how we impart this, this kingdom philosophy in their lives so that they just can really make it their own and yeah. ver- instead of like, what's really common is somebody who grows up in the church and then they just go to church because their parents went to church and then maybe they still go to church, but they never really learn to actually tap into, you know, the, 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 the true kingdom side where yeah. there is more favor there if we allow ourselves to, to be used by God and posture our hearts and our minds towards that. And so, you know, just even the fact that like a lot of times we hear people say, hey, would you pray for me for this or pray for me for that? Which I think that's all well and good. I'm not, I'm not degrading that by any means. But what if you had the confidence to, to mm. take dominion and authority in your long, own life? To, mm-hmm. to pray that out. To bind to, and loose. To bind and loose on your own. That's right. That you're not going to allow the enemy to take a stronghold on your life. Yeah. Like the confidence that you develop as you start putting pr- these practical principles around the kingdom lifestyle to build that confidence to where, yeah, I'm going to ask for other people to pray with me. Sure. But I know because in, in my heart, my spirit, like I know when I pray, there's there's authority, there's dominion, and there's confidence coming out in in the way that I pray over things yeah. like that that I need that I need to rebuke or that I need to you know whatever that I need to change course at a thought or or something like that when it truly comes down to that realization. So like that's the encouragement. It didn't just happen that way. Like I had to develop that that confidence. Yeah, I had to develop that in. Um, you know, if you're at a point in your life where you do like there, again, there's nothing wrong with asking for help, bring multiple people in to pray sure. over you, actually lay hands on you and, and, and do whatever, uh, you feel like you need to do to build your confidence. But at some point we have to, we have to, um, we have to seek this on our own. Mm-hmm. We have to seek this lifestyle on our own. We have to seek the righteousness. We have to seek first the kingdom of God. We have to do this. We mm-hmm. have to put the effort out there. We can't just rely on somebody else's faith our whole life. That can only take us so far. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in the overflow of our, um, you know, of our parents, mm. you know, faithfulness and everything else. But at some point that kind of runs out. We've got to We've got to take our own stance in the kingdom and how we build the kingdom and how we advance God's kingdom and, and even beyond just our family and our four walls. We've got to, we've got to take ownership of that. Yeah. So I have, I have a story um, about that. So I think I was like 18 or 19 and you're talking about like making it like, when are we going to make it our own and be like, Hey, 
like without resolve, when are you going to have the the boldness and the you know audacity to believe? Not like you said, not to discredit other people praying for you and praying with you, but like you said, you there was a great statement. You said you can't live off of the the excess of someone else. Yeah. You've got to live it off of yourself. And so I remember one time, this big prophet was coming in town. He was eighteen or nineteen years old. I was 18 or 19 years old. Oh, at the I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Big profit by no, no, 18. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. So I was 18 or 19, and I was like, I got to have a word from this dude. Yeah. I've got, Lord, you've got to give me a word for this dude. You got to give me, like, I need to know that this is going to happen. And, and look, not to say that I don't believe in prophecy and someone prophetically given a word. I love that. And I, I think it's very much needed in the body of Christ. But I remember, um, I, I knew for sure, almost like the 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 lottery story. I knew he was going to give me this word. Okay, and, and and so I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. I made sure I wore like a bright yellow shirt so he saw me, you know, and called me out. Oh Lord! And so sure enough, nothing happened. Didn't get a word or nothing. So I leave very disappointed. I remember the Holy Spirit whispering to me, um, and saying, "Since when do you need a prophet to prophesy over to you to know where you're going?" Mm. And that was when it changed for me at that age, it was this realness of who God was came real to me because it was like, man, we have the ability to do that over ourselves. And so now um, each kid's birthday, and again, people are going to think it's weird. I don't care anymore. Each kid's birthday, like my wife, it's so funny. My wife just turned 33 and she said, you forgot to, yesterday we were, we had some people, um, we had some family over for um, her birthday or Sunday. And she said, you forgot to pray for me. And so each one, every birthday, each one of my kids, I lay hands on them and I, I prophesy over them. I'm going to do the same thing over my wife, right? We just, what God, what are you saying? So I believe in all that, but we have the ability in us. When's the last time that someone looked in the mirror and say, I'm prophesying this over me and my family. Yeah. I'm going to take authority over this and I'm going to believe this. And I don't need some dude from another state to tell me what's going on. I have the word, I have his spirit and I have my mouth. And I can call that which is not as if it were, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, it, it, that will begin to change things in your life. And and so, you know, we, we I think we talked about a lot today, but but we, you know, a couple key takeaways. Be aware, right? We got to be aware whether, um, hey, look, when you're physical, I would encourage every single person that's listening, let this be, look, that don't let it scare you to scare you. Let it, let it put a healthy fear to move you to action. Yeah. Go get create that, a sense of urgency. Go get that blood work done. Right? Go get go get that test done. Go get, you know, go get a go get a checkup. I was yeah. literally talking to a group of dudes not too long ago and oh yeah, it's been 7 years since I've gotten to the doctor, right? So we need to be aware. Um we also need to be aware of our mental health. I think that was I know it kind of took a hard right on that, but it's just as can we compare our can you compare your spiritual health with your mental and physical health? And I think the answer is yes. Right? Yeah. They, they're both one and the same and they rise together or they fall together. And um, I think number three today was just, hey, begin to take that authority in your own life and begin to um, begin to stand firm in the promise and the word. And, and you begin to dictate what happens um, with that authority that's in you that Christ has given yeah. us on the cross. Just bringing bringing practicals into your life, yeah. Like that's more than anything else. When you hear something that that resonates or that you could try, like it's a trial and error. Like right. a lot of these practices and things that I've done, 
it's because I've just tried them out. And yeah. if I don't like them or they don't really work for me, then I just get rid of them and I move on and try something else. That's part of your, like, I remember one time asking you, hey, like, where, why do you do these supplements? You're like, well, I've tried them. I've read about them. I've done some yeah. research. I put them into practice and these are my results from it, right? Yeah. Or I've read about them. I tried it. They didn't do so yeah. well with me. So I kicked them out, kicked them right? Out. And so I think that is um, taking those little steps is what makes a big difference long-term. Absolutely. So. No, I think uh, I think this is good. I think, I, again, I appreciate you being vulnerable and being, sure. you know, I think there's a lot of people listening who know you who don't know that side of you. Yeah. And, um, and I think everybody, whether, whether they're doing with an extreme, um, anxiety, depression type of feeling, or it's just, it, it comes and goes and it's subtle. I think everybody is going to be able to, to, to have some takeaways from that. So yeah. I think that'll help somebody. And so Absolutely, sharing. Yeah. let me wrap it up in prayer and we'll yeah. call this one good. Sounds good. So, Lord Jesus, we're just so grateful for for this time and for this uh, just the divine intervention of 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 your words coming into this room and, and just us discussing what what you want to discuss. You know, Lord, we we just give you all glory and honor through uh, through this podcast and through um, just being able to have these conversations with people listening in. And Lord, I pray specifically today, Lord, for uh, for somebody who might be struggling. On the health side, whether that's on the physical or mental, or uh, just even in their relationships with um, with you or with their family members, Lord, that you just start start giving them a spark of interest and discipline to to change the course of direction and and take control of the controllables that they have in their journey to to not just be in a position to focus on their their physical health or their mental health or their spiritual health, but really, Lord, all of these things and 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 have all these things work together for for your good and and really just coming back to advancing your kingdom. So Father, we just pray for all the people that are listening to this that you that you protect them and that you just give them a reassurance and a confidence that can only be explained through the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that you feel encouraged by today's episode. Help us reach the masses by leaving a review and subscribing to the show. We'll see you next time.